Well, Brian, we're back for episode 10 of the Nebraska Athletics Podcast. We've been, uh, I guess, in the entertainment world, we've been on a hiatus. Hiatus. That, it's like uh, the... The mid-season break. It's like the Netflix episodes that take off their, what, months at a time and come up with new material and then come back and do their next season, so... We won't be putting, like, all 10 yeah, of the next episodes out at once, though. You cannot be, you cannot be uh, binge listening to us, though, but... Uh, I don't think anybody wants to do that anyway. I don't think they would either, which is why we'll probably keep this kind of short, but, uh, yeah, we're back. We're back. We're going to talk uh, some hoops. Um, some spring game information came out today. Uh, today is Thursday, January 24th, so that is the day that, if you're, if you're listening later on, uh, spring game information has come out when, uh, well, I guess the, the date was already out, but... Uh, Ticket sales information came out today, and I think yeah. you have some information on that. Yeah, I think it'll uh, be a little easier, more opportunity for fans this year than last year. I know that was a kind of a concern with some fans not able to get tickets when they wanted. You know, Scott Frost first year, it was a huge crowd. They had like eighty six thousand something, and could be more this year. You never know. But uh, this year, there is a limit of ten tickets per account for both season ticket holders and the general public on sale. Now, tickets will go on sale Tuesday, February 10th, excuse me, Tuesday, February 5th at 10 a.m. That's for season football ticket holders. And a limit of 10 tickets again per account. That's uh, 10 fewer than last year's, which was 20 tickets is the most you could have done last year. And while season ticket holders will have first opportunity to purchase, there is a minimum of 15,000 tickets that will be available for public sale on February 6th, the next day, at 10 a.m. So that's an increase of 5,000 from last year. So there'll be more opportunity, more tickets for the general public this year. And, of course, you can do the uh, 1-800-8-BIG-RED. Go to the uh, athletic ticket office across the street from the stadium the stadium drive parking garage they're open eight to five or huskers.com which is probably the easiest way to go uh, go ahead and go uh, about getting your tickets but time is yet to be announced that would be because they don't know what tv is just yet but it is saturday april 13th for the spring game and who knows what the weather will be correct just hope <laughs> uh, youth, eighth grade, younger, still free this year. But remember, you still have to get them a ticket so that we True. know. How everybody many... in the stadium has to have a ticket. Not yeah. everybody will pay for a ticket. Yes, but so, you have to have a ticket. So when you purchase, there'll be a, a way to show. Hey, I want eight adult tickets and two tickets or whatever. Mm-hmm. But make sure for anyone eighth grade and younger, you do secure them a ticket because everyone needs to have a ticket to get into yeah. into the venue that day. So, And we'll have more football when spring practice starts, I believe March 4th, somewhere in there, early part of March. And they'll um, have their 15 allotted practices and spread them all out like they usually do, take their spring break and uh, reconvene and then finish it up with the spring game on the 13th of April. So... Okay, well, let's jump into hoops. Um, I guess in order, the first is tonight. Uh, the women's basketball team is hosting Northwestern at PBA. Uh, probably a pretty big game when it comes to standings. Both teams are four and three in the conference. Uh, the women's team didn't get off to the greatest start that Amy Williams probably wanted, but had a had, tough schedule. Had a tough too. schedule. Had some new pieces moving mm-hmm. into in into the roster that have played a significant chunk of the you know games this year it's not like they just have freshmen that are, are seeing time they're being yeah. uh, contributors and 
Um, so yeah, big game tonight at PBA, uh, seven o'clock tip, I believe, and I believe uh, first two thousand fans. There's free T-shirts tonight. So. Those are slick looking T-shirts they too. They got the old, I believe, the Husker kind of the Husker script, Nebraska script, Nebraska, Nebraska yeah. script. So yeah, yeah, it's a. I've had people say they'll buy them, but you don't have yeah. to. Just yeah. go to the game, be, be one, one of the first two thousand. Yeah. I'm sure they're available for purchase somewhere. I don't know where, but um, yeah, they are. It's look, it's look a slick looking T-shirt. So I'm guessing buying four tickets will probably be cheaper than buying just one T-shirt at the at the, at the team store. You would though. think so. so. Not that we don't want people to buy stuff at the team store, but if you can get yourself a free T-shirt, why not? Uh, I know regarding women's basketball, you had you wanted to talk a little bit about Taylor Kissinger. Yeah, she's really uh, shot the ball well. Sophomore guard from Minden. Uh, in-state product for the women's basketball team and she's third in the nation in division one in three-point shooting she's 49.4 percent and she's even hotter over her last three games she's at 57 percent and it's kind of one of those weird things you don't want to mess with her shot but she has this kind of a I don't know we would call it a quirk or something that she she looks like there's something there that you could fix or should fix, mm-hmm. but why? <laughs> it's going in. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have a chance, if you haven't seen the women play, come out tonight and watch her, see what you think, and uh, if you agree or disagree on the, I don't know how you, if it's, if it's a hitch or if just, it's just kind of a quirky little, yeah, I don't, I don't know I how you describe, describe it. it. The ball's kind of off to the side, side a little bit. bit. Yeah. It's not that she shoots it with, she almost kind of shoots it with one hand. It looks like a little bit like after, at the, I don't know. Yeah, It's, it's hard a, to explain, but it goes in a It's lot. not like she's shooting granny style on her, <laughs> no, her hand or anything. Not like I would have to do. No. So, uh, But yeah, the women, they're riding a two-game winning streak, just coming off a win over uh, number 23 Minnesota last Sunday, which Minnesota was kind of leading that game throughout, and yeah. then all of a sudden. Big fourth I, quarter for the Huskers. Yeah, I think Hannah, Hannah Whitish hit. Two back-to-back threes. Um, then it's I, I'm blanking the next Husker. They hit it. So it was a quick, quick run, and the Huskers took the lead, and then kind of were able to hold off the Gophers the rest of the way. So that was a that was a good win for them. Um, Huskers, like we said, have Northwestern tonight. Then they've got two road games: Wisconsin, Purdue. They've actually got three of their next four on the road. They go at Wisconsin, at Purdue, home for Indiana at Michigan, and then they return back home on Sunday the 10th for the uh, their pink game, the Play for K game, where they'll uh, host Purdue at PBA at uh, 2 p.m. So, yeah, get out and see uh, Amy Williams and the Huskers play um, tonight. Like we said, free T-shirts for the first 2,000 fans, so that's always an extra incentive to get out there. Um, but then let's look, uh, look forward to Saturday. Um, men's basketball hosting Ohio State. 11 o'clock tip. Um, you've been around the team most of the season. I know you were on the trip to Rutgers. Uh, disappointing performance. I, I think everyone would say that. How does what's this yeah. team need to do to bounce back on Saturday? Where they've well, there's played a, pretty well. There's obviously a lot of consternation out there regarding basketball, and I've, I've always tried to not this year, but every year, just kind of calm people down and take a game by game approach to it. It's not like you take a football season mentality with basketball where one game's going to kill the season or anything or it's a, a sign of things to come. It's Now, that said, that was a bad loss on Monday. We're not trying to sugarcoat that or change that or anything. It was a, it was a game that if you, 
if you have the experience that you have and you want to get to the NCAA tournament and beyond and, and do well in the Big Ten, that's a game that you should win. There's no doubt about that. However, it's not the end of the season either, and they can quickly right the ship with two more home games upcoming, Ohio State and Wisconsin. Then you go to Illinois, and it's another one of those games where if you're as good as you think you are, that's a game that you have you should win on the road. Doesn't mean if they lose that or that they did lose the records, the season's over and they're not going to the tournament and do you know pitchforks and tars and feathers and everything for everybody. You know, just calm down. It's a long season yet. Um, but to answer your question, what do they have to do to get back on track? I I think they're. You know, you hear a lot of comments about how they look lackadaisical or how they look nonchalant or not interested or something like that. And I, I think a problem, I think it's misconstrued, by the way. I think that's really not true. However, I do think that they're, because of their lack of depth, there are some players, I think, who are too concerned about fouling. And I think it's hurt them mentally when it comes to going after rebounds, when it comes to playing defense in some instances. And I think those are areas they've struggled in. Whereas if a player gets a quick foul, knowing that there's not a lot of depth, uh, I think it affects some players mentally more than others, or, or maybe too many players. And I think that's where you look at that, and then you see, then you get this, oh, they're playing lackadaisical or whatever. Well, I don't think that's necessarily on purpose. I think they're tentative, and scared might be the wrong word, but just... Scared of fouling, Maybe for sure. Overly, overly cautious. Yeah, uh, some, something along those lines. I, bottom line is they just have to play. They can't worry about the fouls. They can't worry about, you know, it's either do that or give up an easy layup or give up an easy put back or or what have you. And it just just go out there and play. Do your game. Do your thing. Play hard. Don't worry about the fouls. And do like you did against Creighton, do like you did against Seton Hall and some of those big games at Clemson. Um, just last week at Indiana, they, you know, I've heard, oh, they can't hold on to a lead. Well, they did that at Indiana, and that's a tough place mm-hmm. to do that. So they can do these things. It's not like they can't. They just have to do it with more consistency and against teams that they should beat. Yeah, an interesting thing you bring up regarding depth, um, do you think there's anything – I guess what's what side of the coin do you come down when Nebraska obviously doesn't have a huge post presence as far as some guy that's in there that weighs 250, 275 pounds. Um, you can see on one end maybe that affects them from maybe a rebounding standpoint, but isn't there an advantage then on the other end of the court with the team, the other team's player of that size being able to keep up with guys like mm-hmm. Isaiah Roby, uh, Isaac Copeland? I guess, what, have you talked to Tim about that or has he answered that in media things you've been around? And Well, that's a good question for him tomorrow. And the, tomorrow will be one of those media sessions, I think, where it's going to be kind of a state of the program, state of the union type of thing. That, And I don't know exactly if we know what time that is tomorrow, but they'll have some availability before the big, big game on on Saturday. And that's a good question to ask him. No, I haven't really talked to him about that for sure. But that's a good point that you bring up, though. That's, you know... Um, you know, depth has been one of those. It's it's. We knew it was going to be an issue from the get go, and I think playing 
I think one player you might see more of is Brady Hyman. Um, Tim mentioned that on his radio show last night, and he's been inconspicuously absent. I don't know. I thought he was holding his own back in December against Big Ten teams, Illinois and Minnesota. And I don't know that he's played in a Big Ten game since then. If, if so, it's not been very much. I would like to see the return of him. I, th- I think that he could give them a, a spark and that no fear mentality. I think he plays with that. And that might be a person to, to help with the, with the bench woes. But, you know, when you have one player sitting out season-ending injury, you have another player sitting out uh, because he's a transfer. Um, others who have been sick, like Amir, Amir Harris, yeah. you know, he's missed so much time. And, and you're short on numbers to begin with. You were, I think you were at least one, if not two scholarships short. Um, then you had another player leave at the beginning of the season. So it, it becomes an issue in a hurry. But uh, again, I go back to the fact that the, the, the guys in the starting five can't, can't worry about that. They just got to go out there and play. And I, you know, if you, if you pick up three fouls early, <laughs> as long as you're ahead and there were three worthwhile fouls and you're not giving up easy layups and putbacks and, and some of those things that we've seen. I, again, I, I think a lot of that has to do with fear of, of, of fouling and just not playing their game. So if I can't write, we're at 12 games left in the season. Does that sound correct? It sounds right, yeah. Um, I guess at what point – I let's see what the breakdown is. So we've got one, two, three, four, five. They have five six, left on the road seven. and seven so at home. Seven and five. Yeah. So – And five of their next seven are at home. Yeah. So you try and hold court at home. Yeah. I mean, other than – I mean, what, what was it? A 20-game winning streak before the loss to Michigan State, which mm-hmm. – a lot of people lose at home to Michigan State, yeah, so you, you you don't take that too much into account. But yeah, that's the big thing is just to, you know come back home. Fans support them, make PBA the atmosphere that it has been. Defend home court, go out and win a couple on the road. They're still in the tournament. They're still mm-hmm. doing fine. It's just the stigma right now of it's just such a negative vibe, and it just needs to it needs to change in a hurry and. Yeah, I get it. I understand why, fan, why, why fans are upset. And, yeah, they should have beaten Rutgers. And, um, but just the week before, they won at Indiana exactly. by 16 points. So, But that's just that's just it. That's their point. They don't want the up and down, mm-hmm. the EKG, the roller coaster thing. They want more consistency. And I, I, can, I can see that. I, that would be a good argument. But at the end of the day, if they're in the tournament, which they will be, I'm still convinced of that. All's, all's well, then you got to go win that game. So the metrics, <clears throat> speaking of tournament stuff, the metrics still look great for the team. Um, I haven't really dug into the new rating system, the the net, is it, I guess is the it? NET. The yeah. NET. Nebraska's ha- number 21 ha- right now. Yeah. Have you After lo- the worst loss of the year. Have you looked much into that and kind of gotten an understanding of well, how things Well, a lot work? of it has to do with margin of victory and defeat. That, that, takes in a lot more with that than what the RPI does. The RPI, by the way, still exists. Nobody pays attention to it because it's not a big thing. It still it still does exist. But and score doesn't matter at all, all in the RPI. It's basically no. wins and losses, road and home. And yeah, but there, there, there are more, and I don't know all the specifics of the metrics, but I know that is one of them that it will take more into account how closely did you play. So when you play Michigan State within six points, you know, that's good. And that's one thing Nebraska is not gotten blown out. I, Texas Tech was 
but again, that was a really good team. Um, you know, that was in that was in the teens. But Texas Tech was eighteen. Other than yeah, that, you know, Rutgers was single digits. Michigan State was single digits. Minnesota, Minnesota was single digits. Maryland um, Iowa, was at, Maryland was two. Iowa, Iowa was, was nine. nine. So yep. that's that's one thing that's really and. Uh, on, on the other hand, they've they've had some some really lopsided mm-hmm. victories. Um, not just you know Penn State was six, but Illinois was was more than that. Uh, that was in the teens. Indiana on the road in the teens. So Oklahoma State neutral site that was in the teens, if not twenties. I'm trying to remember margin of the victory there, but so I think those right right there, and that's you know. When your worst loss of the season is neutral court, 18 points to a team that up until recently had been ranked and playing well, I, I still think you're in pretty good shape. But, um, but I agree they've got they've got to play better. They've got to play more together. And as I said before, just play and not worry about, just not worry. But just play your game, mm-hmm. play hard, play your game. Go out there in front of the whole fans and, and get a couple wins. So, and Ohio State's in the same situation. They've lost five in a row and. You know they were a really hungry team last night against Purdue and got out to a great lead and then couldn't hold it. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they, what kind of mindset that Ohio State brings in here. And we all know how good Wisconsin is. Yeah, and the Big Ten standings are quite interesting. I mean, you still have Michigan State at the top eight one or eight zero, Michigan seven one, Maryland seven two, Purdue six and two, and then it kind of just starts to get into a muddled mess of. Iowa, Wisconsin, five and three; Minnesota, four and four; Nebraska, Indiana, Northwestern, three and five. So, I mean, really, from fourth to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth, they're separated by like three games. Yeah. So, and you want to finish in the top half. I mean, yeah. you want to like a number five, number six seed for the Big Ten tournament, and. Um, yeah, they're all squished together. It's going to be Michigan and Michigan State battling it out at the top, and Illinois and Penn State and Rutgers probably battling it out at the bottom, and everybody else fighting for a better seat. Mm-hmm. So, and also on Saturday it is the coaches versus oh, yes. cancer um, weekend. This is the weekend where they have the national bone marrow registry. So again, there'll be volunteers at all entrances uh, around Pinnacle Bank Arena. This is the sixth year that the Nebraska program has participated in the Be the Match program. Now it's led to at least four bone marrow matches from previous games, including one donor who will be honored on Saturday, and that is Cameron Beck. He was a student trainer here um, probably five or six years ago with the men's basketball program. And there are also uh, Honor Avery Harriman, uh, the son of Chris Harriman, the former assistant coach here, who's uh, Avery, by the way, is now still cancer free, which is great to hear. And Nebraska also is honoring. Well, I thought I had her name here, but there is a 99 year old fan and she's been a season ticket holder for about 80 years for Nebraska men's basketball. And I thought I had her name written down here, but you're going to look her up for me, I think. So, And she also will be will be honored. And she is a cancer survivor and is uh, 99 years old. And somebody tweeted at name me and is, says uh, that she just still yells at the refs at the basketball games. Name is, is Flor- Florence Dalby. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. That D- sounds right. D- uh, yeah. D-A-L-B-Y, who's been a basketball season ticket holder for 80 years. Yeah. She's a breast cancer survivor and uh, cel- will celebrate her 99th birthday on 
February 2nd. So, so early I guess you goal. started at the Inu Coliseum. Did they play basketball somewhere before that? So she's been a she's basically been a season ticket holder since she was nine, 19. Eight, 18, 19, 20 years old. So that's impressive. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to remember where they played games then. If, uh, I would assume. I it's believe the, the Coliseum Inu. is correct. We'll find her out and, uh, and ask her. So. But that is also, uh, the game is at 11 o'clock at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday morning. So uh, that's something to be aware of. And I'm going to talk to Cameron here and actually just a little bit and do a story on him and, and how he was able to help somebody out with this. So I remember Cameron. I believe uh, he was a student assistant with the baseball team for a year or two when I worked with them. And then he was also, uh, I think he worked with the football team for a little bit while he was an undergrad here. So Okay. Um, one other thing for Saturday, um, for any students that are listening, first thousand students will receive a special game day T-shirt, while the first five hundred students through the gates will receive a Herbie Husker tie. Um, for I guess wear it on your next job interview. I don't know. Maybe that'd be a good. <laughs> maybe that'd be a good choice. Maybe not. Um, in addition, any student who dresses in a suit and sneakers will have a chance to win a five hundred dollar gift card for a new suit. So. There, you can wear that in your next job interview when you get your free suit. That'd be awesome. Um, let's see. There was one other thing I want to bring up on Saturday. Uh, fans that don't make it to PBA, um, track and field team is hosting the Mark Colligan Memorial at 1130 at the Devaney Center track. That starts at 11, yes, 1130. Um, it's Pepsi Pack the House, so that's dollar admission, dollar Pepsi products. Um, the meet is in honor of former track and field coach uh, assistant coach mark colligan mark uh, was a track field student athlete here fortunately passed away um years ago uh we were actually at the national track and field meet in des moines um suddenly passed away so uh, i remember being around coach colligan great guy was a husker through and through would have done anything for this university and um so if you're not going to basketball game head over to the track, it's a scored meet, so I think there's uh, three other teams in town. Um, it's kind of one of those odd things where it's actually a track meet with competition, where there's scores and teams win, and not just individual um, awards given out. So um, check that out if you can. Like I said, it's 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 uh, easy entertainment, dollar to get in, and dollar Pepsi products. Um, I think the only thing else we got coming up soon will be start of baseball softball season. Does that sound right? I think practice yeah, for baseball can... starts tomorrow. Yeah, there's media availability, I know, tomorrow for baseball, and uh, both those sports will start in mid-February, yeah. so it's coming coming right up. Baseball practice will not be outside tomorrow, I have a feeling. Uh, probably not. Coach Erstad <laughs> probably would have practice outside if he could, but I don't think the field's yeah. probably cleared off. I don't know. It's pretty brutal out there. <laughs> I don't think that would bother him. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be headed based. I think softball opens up less than a month from now mid-february in texas and baseball starts their season in uh riverside california so we'll be talking about that more in the coming weeks and we'll be trying to do this more often and hopefully not weekly weekly, weekly. so hopefully not another we'll stick hi- to it. hiatus like we had last <laughs> time so uh we'll be back next thursday i assume we're gonna try and probably shoot for wednesday thursday ish sounds good um try and get some more guests on and hopefully we'll be talking about uh some husker Husker victories so uh for brian tell me again tell people again where to follow you on on twitter uh brian rosenthal uh gb rosenthal at gb 
R O S E N T H A L. So not two R's. The R is both oh, the R stands and for both. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out Brian. He writes lots of great stuff for our website. You can usually find it on Twitter um, as well, and uh, find other stuff on huskers.com. All right, until next time, see you later.